so you don't get to turn around and piss on my shoes now. Graceful and beautiful and physical and angry all at the same time. Were you idiot? Your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. This is going to be a shame. Here we go! An all-new episode of the Talk In Audio podcast to kick off your week. Coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. My name is Matt Robinson across the table from Rob Christie. What are you saying today, man? I thought I had my earphone set and the level's good, but boom! Yeah, here's some... A heavy rock guitar version of, do you, do you recognize that music at all? Uh, nope. NHL 94 on SNES. Oh. Yeah. Oh. See, I, I, the earliest version I remember is the Heroes, the David NHL Bowie. 99, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Jim Hewson in the yeah. background. And I, I, I loved that game. Maybe one of my favorite, uh, that was on PS1. I think I had it. And it's it's a video clip of Rene Corbet. You remember that fucking guy? Yeah. Uh, out in front, and uh, Joseph loses the puck. Uh, Curtis Joseph behind the net and leaves. Back. Great save, Joseph. Yeah. Joseph's out of his net. Uh oh, he's knocked down. Scrambling back in. Corbet's alone in front. Great. Joseph. Jim Hewson, yeah, uh, one of the best opening videos for an NHL video game. That was NHL '99. The music there from NHL '94 with a, a little guitar twang to See, it. See, I'm trying to think what I had. So I had I had the '99 on PC. Oh yeah, okay. And back when they still did that. Yeah. So, but I had a um, we had when I was in, when I was going to Carlton, living with my buddy John. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, maybe it was 94. Confirmed bachelors. Sega. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're telling people. Um, yeah, we had, we had NHL, maybe 94 yeah. on Sega. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so everything, all disputes in the house got settled. Settled over. Over that. <laughs> and if that didn't work out, then it, that's Fisticuffs. how. Exactly. That's how we ended up with multiple <laughs> holes in the drywall. It was a. A couple guys from North of Seven there living <laughs> in one spot. It's terrible. There was a game, same era, 94, 95, something like that, that came out, and it was just called Mario Lemieux Hockey. Yes, and, like Ken Griffey Baseball. Right, but it didn't have either league or PA sign-off, I can't remember. So it was just numbers, no names on the back okay. other than Lemieux. And if you got in a fight, only the loser of the fight got the penalty. The, okay. <laughs> if, you were, if you won the fight, your team was on the power Well, play. you know Mario would totally endorse that. <laughs> sure. Well, I think the... the I'm trying to think of, did the Ken Griffey have, not just have cities? Like, I think uh, No, was, you're thinking of, I think, um, I used to play at my uncle's all the time on the regular Nintendo, RBI Baseball. Okay. And yeah. instead of being like Jimmy Key, there would be like Jason Key. And there was no team names, <laughs> it was just city names. Yes. And, when, and I used to play that all the time, yeah. man. It was that, awesome. That's what I mean. It was <laughs> yeah. Toronto versus Seattle. Yes. Though, but no Mariners, Jays, That's nothing. right. It was just... <laughs> But, so, beyond, but beyond that, yeah. Sorry, you, you, I was just gonna say this is uh, the 30th anniversary of one of the most well-known hockey games of all time. That NHL '94 comes out. Every hockey game comes out in kind of September, right? And it's titled for the next year. 
Yep. So if you are buying NHL 23, uh, 24, You're buying it now. that was this year's mm-hmm. and in prep for the 24 Stanley Cup. So NHL 94 came out before Christmas 93. And uh, so I, I, it's just one of those iconic, if you grew up in sort of my, yeah. you know, whatever of... Uh, of, of loving those early hockey games and well, and you could and you, yeah, and you could create your own players sure. and you could, yeah. you know you could you know you increase this, but you only had so if much. You could come down the side and cut across in front of the net. And you'd always score like every single time was a glitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, now I actually went to school. John sort of went to school, right? So I'd come home and he'd be playing it. <laughs> So sadly, my memory is yeah three to four. I would lose. So. Yeah. Oh, I was not good. Well, but he had, you know, I'm actually going to class, and yeah. he's not. Well, so in the, our house in Belleville, there during college. So now we're talking up like NHL 07 or whatever. Yeah. And you can play online, and most of us would be off to school. But our buddy George, who lived with us at that point, he was working basically four to midnight every day over at the the pub where somehow we accidentally got all kinds of free pitchers and, and yes, pints George. and love George. But we'd come home from school at like 3.30 and he'd be online like swearing at some kid who'd just gotten home from grade nine yeah. chemistry or whatever. Or, or grade six. <laughs> Could be, man. And, uh, but we settled not only disputes, but like it would just be a thing for like two, three hours on a Friday night before we went out. We would do shootouts. You could play the shootout mode. And so I'm playing against you. If I win the shootout, you have to pass the remote to somebody else and they play me. You stay on the table. Yeah. As long as you keep winning, you get to keep playing. And it was just shootouts over and over and over. Because at that point, remember, the shootout's pretty pretty new in the NHL, right? And so it was a cool mode in these video games at the time on Xbox 360. And and so that was a drinking game for a while was the the shootouts. and and Back in the old day when you go to the bar and you put your quarter on the pool table. (laughs) The winner stays on. That's it, man. That's the same you in the shootout mode. Yeah. Back in Bell Vegas. Bell Vegas. Uh, Why don't we get into today's pint? Uh, we're, We're working our way through the advent calendar. We can talk a little bit about that. Uh, but today's beer is from down in Kingston. Uh, boy. What's the brewery we're rolling with here today? Riverhead. Riverhead is, uh, is the brewery. This is another, uh, another IPA on the back of what I actually thought was a pretty good IPA on Saturday. Maybe we can talk about what you liked and didn't like over the course well, of the week. It's the same beer we had last week. No, that was yesterday's, I thought, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yesterday. The Fairweather, uh, big... No. Yeah. Juicy, dank, tropical. The dank. Yes. And we had to drop that clip in there, of course. Of course. Uh, high grade was what they called the IPA. Not the high grande, which is what I was calling, <laughs> yeah, exactly. calling it last week. <laughs> so this is an IPA uh, from Riverhead. Back-to-back IPAs. Yep. Now. Excuse me. I've yeah. just swallowing a burp or two over here. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Take care, man. <laughs> just do your thing. We're, we're good to go here. But this is, uh, yeah, day 10 as you and I sit here right now. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this IPA? To tell me, have you, you haven't cracked yours yet? Not yet. I'm really interested in, and if you're getting it. Solid crack. Yeah, for sure it is. You getting any of that, you getting a little orange? Hey, in terms of the citrus, like you get a lot of grapefruit. Oh, yeah. But that to me is, is got orange, which is weird. Right because up front. As the, as the sweetest of the citrus, right? You don't get, you know. The sweetest thing. Now, this is a New England. 
But I get way more, it's way more aggressively hopped, in in my opinion. Like It is hoppier than your typical... It, it, <laughs> Northeast type. Yes. And so to me, it, it, it's got way, it feels West cause it, to me, it's, it, it is got that piney resin. Yeah. Very, very much up front. Resin. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Resinous. Yep. So that to me is what, what that is. I like it. And it's 7.1%. Yeah. It'll reach down and it'll grab you by whatever it is you have just below the, <laughs> the haunches. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just trying to keep a gender oh. fluid there. Whatever you just. Reach right on down there. I may not know what a haunch is, apparently. <laughs> well, I think a haunch is like- Everybody's you, got a haunch. You, you're, you're down on your haunches. And so I can only assume that's your sort of the back of your legs and your ass. That's your haunch. Yeah. Well, everybody got the back of their legs, don't they? You this know what? Very I very citrusy. I reached around oh. and I couldn't <laughs> find my ass with both hands. Yeah, that happened. A couple 7.1% yes. IPAs, man. Exactly. But so to me, that was- Delicious on the first bowl. Where are you at so far? Just just a second. Where though. it's at? I was I was on the Riverhead website because I'd been into there. I got some beer coming through there pre pandemic, maybe twenty nineteen. Sure, but I was on there again just to freshen up on some of their stuff because they to me they they do very good stuff. Right. They had this great idea of so they have a, a, a their beer hall has a little bit more of a. Um, there's a bit more of a, a sophisticated menu. I say sophisticated. I, I, I really just mean it's not just, you know, chips and a dip and maybe some- Hater. Potato, tater tots <laughs> or whatever it is that a lot of, you know, wings. They have, you can get, you know, meals. They have a Friday night, well, not even a Friday night, but they have a beer and a four pack for takeout. Uh, so pizza, they do pizza too. Okay. So to me, I love that idea of- yeah. Of being able to stop in and grab four of six, and it's in a little combo pack. Take away, you got Friday night date night, a little mm-hmm. hot fresh pizza, and some, and some good beers. Right. So that to me is uh, anything you can do to get people into, or at least stopping, stopping. in. You're like, hey, I need it's Friday night, I need pizza, and I would like a beer. Let's just, yeah, bam, one spot shop. So good for them, good for them, and they're doing good stuff. What have you made? If you could creep just like a tiny bit less over there. <laughs> Shifting. Well, I think it's for Sage, man. He's fucking this chair up. Yeah, it's true. That's. A- I think you were ripping him before we started about being just a, just a wee fella. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And, and really it's just, I never noticed it before, before him. So I'm, okay. I'm totally putting it on we him. We did blow apart one stool over there before. Yeah, but how long was that? How long was that stool? And that was seeing it some been, hard it service, man. <laughs> Yeah, and it was the one Santa, where, if you're listening, some new stools for the TCAs. And it just went boosh, and back at a 45 degree <laughs> angle. Like, man, why am I looking at the ceiling? It was disappointingly close to seeing you go ass over tea kettle. Yeah, not far- back flipping right out of Well, it. you know what that is. See, that's the good solid core work I'm doing. <laughs> Bam! Held it together yeah, over there. For sure, man. <laughs> Keep me off my haunches. Yes. Uh, we are a week into the calendar right now. What have you thought so far? I have been, I've been pleasantly, well, I've been pleased. Okay. I've been pleased, I would suggest. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of the same. Yeah. Um, uh, but there hasn't been any duds. No. In my opinion. I wouldn't say any duds, but I've been a little. Disappointed. Yeah. That's probably the right term. Just in terms of we've seen and, and look, whatever. I, I want to be honest with you, the good listener. 
I love the Vimy Brewing Company. I've had that NEPA. You've heard me talk about that NEPA on the podcast. These are supposed to be brewery exclusives is sort of the the deal here, right? You mentioned to me when we were texting the other day, probably another two different ones that, that we've had, but oh, it was, it was yesterday's beer. The yeah. I had it actually, I brought him into the show yeah, last we week. Had, so, I, I don't know. I, I'm just sort of, I'm wondering out loud a little bit about the idea that, I don't know, if, if this is quite what it's once been. That's all. And uh, it's not that the beers are bad. I have not had a bad beer yet. But I'd like to see a little more exclusivity or something, right? A little more... Yeah, there's been a lot of of IPAs yep. so far. Yep. I, I would suggest we've been heavy on the IPAs, yep. and, I, and I know everybody does one. Hundred percent, right? It is the it is sort of the tent. Fairweather. Fold. That was the other one. That yeah, that's so that's that, the one that, the two is, that is ago. yesterday's. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the Brew Revolution one too. The four point two percent lager. Yeah, what do you think of that? I liked it a lot for for a light beer. I found on the first pull, really a lot of flavor, and then everything else. Not much, but it's a 4.2% craft lager. Like you yep. shouldn't be looking for anything crazy there. So right. that's on me. I'm not, and so no, they call, like I said, none of these are bad beers. Right. They called it something different, but to me it's their, it's whatever. Uh, Saturday night's all right. Saturday night's all right is what it was called. Yeah. Yep. Um, and in the video with Andy, is that not a perfect time to have Saturday night's all right for fighting? Like give yeah, us a little Elton John or it's, <laughs> it's just playing in the background. Nah, I'm sure whatever Coleco. They'll ding you. <laughs> Whatever little synthesizer organ. I music. can't believe I deleted all the Nintendo buttons from last week. <laughs> so ColecoVision. Yeah. So it is whatever, but that's a fine time to drop that. But to me, it's the same. And I do love Brew Revolution. Yeah. I'm a big fan because yeah. it, it's subtle. Um, but I think that's their same light. No, it is. That they've been trying and they just put a different name on it. Yep. And so I think if that's what you're calling for. And I'm saying seasonal, That's, seasonal, man. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yep. I like a dark beer, more ambers, more porters, more stouts, more, you know, bitters. If you can, if you brew one of those, oh, I a little can. ESB. Yeah. I got been brewing it all day, man. <laughs> Just wait. I got bitter. For You're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> but, and it's so, and it's extra special, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I understand when you say, Hey, it's summertime, man. This is our, this is our sours and our goes and our, we're doing that and our, our raspberry wheats. You're like, all right, it's winter time. Yeah. Give me your weird gingerbread this or your brown that, right? Or your such and such porter. Yeah. And we've, we do this every year. And to be fair. Pitchforks and torches, please. As we sit here right now, we're only a third of the way through this. And so. I, uh, as I've said, I've not yet had a bad beer. Correct. That's not my issue. Correct. It's just the selection maybe that's, that's weighing on me. Yep. Just, just a little bit. Well, and, and I, I, and again, it is a, it is something we've heard before from us. Yeah. Heard it before. Yeah. Said before. <laughs> right here <laughs> in this creaking chair. Right. It's, if you're going to be like, if you're going to, if you've never had a fair weather, cause I've never had a fair weather before. Last Strangely, week. last yeah. week, yes. right? That was and, just a weird coincidence. And you get it, and then you're like, I liked it last week. It was very 100%, 100%. juicy. Right? It was a juicy Good beer. And so put your best foot forward, right? Like give us something different and go, fair weather. 
damn, that's a fine beer. Yeah. I want to seek that out. And I guess they probably assume they did. Yeah. Well, they just, they didn't know that we just a week ago had, no. <laughs> had that same No, beer. and that's not their fault, obviously. But if you're going to sell me on this being a, a brewery exclusive, I probably shouldn't have been able to find it in... Or, or six of the 10 we've already drank. Yeah. Already had yeah. or, you know, bought them. In, That's it. In, in, and so maybe by brewery exclusive just means you can only get them in the brewery. <laughs> well, I'm sure that is what it's Not necessarily to. in this calendar. Right. And it's when you brought that up to me, I was sort of, I kind of forgot about that, yeah. right? In terms of, oh, okay, that's part of the deal. But we know the man who puts the calendar together. Yep. We and, love you, Andy. And we will bring but our- But we're going to have some words. Yeah. You better bring beers. <laughs> And you know he will. <laughs> you, better, you better not drink them all when you do bring them Because <laughs> he's prolific. And we love that guy. We do love we that love about that him. Of, yeah. Yes, exactly. So look, there's a bunch of stuff we can talk about here on the podcast today. We'll, we'll talk about what went down between the Wings and the Sens maybe a little bit. Uh, certainly want to talk about the NHL draft heading to the Sphere in Las Vegas. But man, the story of the week was Shohei Otani. But and, just a second. Okay. Nah, it's okay. Forget about it. Don't worry about it. So you just, you, you took my knees out for no reason at all. You got nothing you wanted what? to throw in there. You, no, I, I did, but uh. it was just now that you've, why is there no tree up here yet? Oh, that's not happening. Is it not happening at all? It's not happening at all. I put the tree up for two little dudes. Those little dudes ain't coming, so fuck it. What about me? Yeah, you're, whatever. And you said Lee was only a little dude. You said he was two. <laughs> So what's happening? We, I don't we, know. We're not doing it? Yeah, no. I, was, I heard Creech was in here a week ago. Yeah, it made me sick. Okay. Not, <laughs> not just with his takes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, to me, I put my tree up today. Yeah. I got, I'm, I am got, got the balsam fur up. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I, are you feeling seasonal yet? Are you, at the 10th of December or 11th as the airing of this, are you feeling the Christmas spirit, Matt? Yeah, you know me. I'm a little... You do love it. I'm a little over the top for it. I, I'll be honest. But no tree. Yeah. That's, you can't be over the top with no tree. No, you know me. I'm a bit of a Grinch sometimes. sometimes it it kind of depends on the year, man. Sometimes I'm all in. Sometimes I'm not. I can tell you without fail that usually around the 23rd, depending on how the calendar falls, the 24th, roll back to the cottage... And my mom has that place looking like a Christmas wonderland. A Christmas barf, I thought you were going to say. No. I, you, tasteful, someone, tasteful yeah. barf. A tasteful I, My mom is all in on Christmas. And when I start to roll in, my sisters roll in, it's awesome. And I, it clicks hard, right? Like I'm suddenly all in on Christmas, um, which is a bit of an adjustment. Because in past years, I've gotten into it a little earlier, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting down to that that Christmas wonderland. And, okay. And and so that's how that goes. Like my parents, for as long as I can remember, they don't miss on on Christmas. It, it It's just fun, right? That when, I was ki- uh, when I was a kid, there were gifts and the tree was this and the Christmas lights were, were awesome. My dad be out there freezing his balls off, putting up, you know... <laughs> You'd wait too long. Similar to now when we yeah. wait too long to take out the, the docks, docks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's minus four. And you're just trying to get it done before the lake freezes. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting down, seeing my niece and nephew and, and being around everything that, that we do. But up here right now, yeah, it's just sort of. Two weeks, man. Two it weeks. is only two weeks. That's wild. 
I did. So I spent the weekend doing um, – every year it's become a bit of a seasonal thing for me. I am Torchier Man. Okay. Yeah. You've talked about that on here a little bit before. It, yeah. Honestly, it's like if I could put it like a meat popsicle, the filling that goes in the Torchier <laughs> – yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> – it's an, ad, it's an adult podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Rob's serving up his adult popsicle, which is ambitious. Meat popsicle. <laughs> uh, meat popsicle, that's it, right. It's that one that your mom put in the freezer and you're like, what is that? This homemade popsicle. Let's get beat it with that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, it's sorry there. Yeah. But I love it. I love it. And so I've got, I've taken down two. I do the filling. Right. The the love of my life does the does the pastry. Right. And so it's a combo deal, but I've got two of them down. Bam! Tree went up today, not decorated. Right. Waiting for it to settle. And so, yeah, I think this is it. Making the move. And I'll have the tree up for a month. I'll keep it up till well- February 12th. Well into January, though. I love it. Why? Uh, Because I love to turn the lights off. January 2nd, 3rd. Like, that's the time, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, no, everything comes off it. I like to just leave the lights on. Okay. And, you know, especially after you get home from work, have a drink, sh- lights are off, just the lights on the trees. Nice, man. Lack of trees stopping you the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I love the look of a tree with just the lights on it. I'm I'm, very, and and okay. I am a white light guy. Yeah, and okay. Give me all these 70s, sorry, man, I'm getting handsy. Yeah, and, honestly. <laughs> he's getting excited. Yeah, That's punching right. the microphone. <laughs> Listen here. Anyways, I just wanted to know, because I know you traditionally of the two of I'm us. I'm getting jaded. You are the more. Yeah. Getting, getting a little jaded. Guy. Pumped, right. pumped to see my niece and nephew. Pumped to, you know, hopefully see a couple other little, like, that's the fun of it, right? Kids. Is, is the kids. That's what, that's what it's supposed to be about. And so, um. It's supposed to be about baby Jesus. Oh, well, <laughs> given the wave to, to baby yeah, Jeebus and given whatever the else. Baby Jeebus. <laughs> <laughs> given the Heisman. Yeah. Say ya. 100%. All right. So. Okay, uh, something about Shohei. I don't know. You were going on. <laughs> you were going on over there trying to steer the show, whatever again, you're doing. Again. <laughs> uh, look, Friday got a little crazy. Oh, Matt was messy, messy. I was all in, man. You're for and, sure you And were. I had been saying it all week on the podcast. I was going to ride that thing till it fucking bucked me. And? And it bucked me hard, man. <laughs> And on on Friday, look, we can go through a, diff, a couple different pieces of this, right? That on Friday morning when I woke up, there was tracking of a private plane. Of Robert Hershevik's, uh Yeah. Well, I guess it's a dragon's den or a shark tank. He's both. Okay. Both, yeah. Uh, there was tracking of this plane from Anaheim to Toronto. And if you come wanted to believe like John I Wayne? did. Yeah, John Wayne uh, Airports yeah. out of Santa Ana. Uh, which is, I guess, Anaheim, headed to Toronto. And if you wanted to believe, like I did, it was pretty, oh my God, this is it. Because we've seen this before. We we did the tracking thing of the Kawhi Leonard flights back in the day, right, in 2019. We correctly tracked the flight of Shohei flying from Anaheim to Dunedin on the previous Sunday night. Do we know that wasn't Robert Hershevik as well? Maybe he was going to Disney World, not I Disneyland. Think this one is, a, yeah, flying all the way across the continent because this Disney sucks and I want the Orlando well, Disney Shark Tank filmed? I can only assume that's being filmed in somewhere <laughs> in Southern California. Well, on the Sunday, there is that plane <laughs> yes. trapped. And then 
on the Monday, late afternoon, we see that plane returning from Clearwater, Florida to Anaheim. Then we do the Ross Atkins press conference on Zoom, which was supposed to happen in Nashville. He wouldn't tell you where he was. Nicely set up in front of a plain white wall so you couldn't track him. And then another flight tracker says about an hour after that, there's a plane from Clearwater to Nashville where the winter meetings were happening. So Mm. I think we're reasonably comfortable with how that played out. Yeah. Friday was just an absolute gong show. Everyone's excited. Everyone's heard Toronto is in on Shohei. And then you see this plane, which in theory always could have been anybody. And I think early on, most Jays fans who had gone insane over this understood this could be anybody. This doesn't mean anything. Until John Morosi tweets early afternoon, hey, there's no deal signed. But my sources are telling me right now Shohei Otani is on his way to Toronto. And all of a sudden, the jokes went from... No jokes. No jokes. Holy shit. This guy is coming to Toronto. And we're in good shape to at least... Because there's nothing to show him in Toronto. The Dome is just a pile of rubble right now, right? While they do their uh, reconstruction of the clubhouses and the... uh, you know, premium seating there around home plate, all these sort of, he's not coming here to see the dome right now. There's nothing to see. He must be coming either for a medical or a to presser. sign a contract. Yeah. yeah a press conference. Baby. And then, uh, it didn't quite pan out that way. It, uh, it turned out to be John, not John. Well, you, you just had the guy's name, the shark tank guy. Robert Hershevich who, if I am an L.A. Dodgers executive, is throwing out the first pitch at the home opener. 100%, man. Shark tank. The whole time. Shohei is sitting there in his home, has nothing to do with this. Yeah. Uh, Early on, we have no idea. But it's not like all along, Mark Shapiro, Ross Atkins, Rogers high ups, they know that's not what this is. They'd know if Shohei was coming. They could have easily slid a note to Ben Nicholson Smith or to Shai Davidi and say, our sources are telling us not. There's a bit of a conspiracy theory now that we know that Shohei is signed in Los Angeles that you let that play because you're selling tickets at the time, right? Home mm. opener tickets. You're selling season tickets all the while thinking that Shohei Otani is on his way here. That was never the case. And, and this was wild. And I don't know where you want to start. I I have some things to say about the way this was covered, but we also have to talk about what this now means for the Jays who are now left essentially in the exact same situation we thought they'd be in, not getting Otani, but with a let down fan base that thought maybe we will. Well, when you look around, anyways, let's, we we can get to that in a second. It leaves them. This pandemonium is really... (laughs) Is really where it leaves Gorilla them. monsoons are. Pandemonium! Because you can't come back with just, well, less than what you left with last year. No, you had um, four pieces of your lineup gone. Yeah. And so when you look at, I just, it's one of those things where you, everyone just let, let their imaginations run wild. Like, run back to last Sunday's podcast. And I know it's not just us who were saying those same things, but yeah. I'm like... Yeah, it's the Dodgers. 
And it's the Dodgers for all the reasons that we still say now that he's signed. And you're like, it's just across well, town. Well, when we recorded last Sunday, we hadn't yet heard he'd gone to Dun- to, nope. to Dunedin. Correct. Correct. But that doesn't change the facts of what we said at the time. Yeah, that the Dodgers are the favorites. Yeah. The Blue Jays are clearly in it. Yep. But the Dodgers are the favorites. And for all the reasons that you thought, money aside, yeah. if money was going to be there, it, it didn't matter. Now, 700 Unbelievable. Is, is way more. Unbelievable. Yeah, is more than I think that anybody sort of. 100%. Like when you heard the six, you're like, oof. Yeah. That's a pile of cake. Uh, but so the idea that it's, you don't have to uproot anything. You're, all your your medical stuff is all there. It's it's what you're used to. Yeah, in Los in, Angeles. In Los Angeles, Greater right? Los and, Angeles. and so you had to kind of make that. But this could happen if you wanted Toronto. And so at the end of the day, you go, and this is in the Dodgers, a proven decade-long winner. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, and I don't have to leave anywhere? One and- Only one World Series, and it was in a shortened season. Like, they haven't proven themselves to be... Yep. Well, I know what you're saying. They're regular season big boys. Yeah. Spend a lot of money. Yeah. And you're so, in a big market. So one of their, so A, he, he didn't go to one of your division rivals and he left and then Juan Soto got traded from another one and you already won that division by 16 games. And right. you're like, so I, I'm, I'm liking, and sure. you're adding this unicorn to your roster. I, yeah. I just think if, if the Braves weren't interested Man, could you have could you have ended up in a in a more money spot if you're him? And at the end of the day, you go, seems too good to be true. Damn, it was too good to be true. So we're kicking around a lot of theories now. <laughs> yeah, what theories? We're like just, you and I are people just in general. Listen to all the creaking. Over. <laughs> That's my brain. That's not the chair. Don't okay. worry about that. That's- um, that. Uh, that that. We were having a little fun with this. The plane, nobody knew. Nobody was pretending to know. It was a great, you know, piece of, well, of theater. And where was Shohei's uncle? How come he didn't have an uncle like, like, yeah. uncle like Dennis? Kawhi who's yeah. at the strippers? Yeah, or, Uncle Dennis. Like, how come we don't have more guys like that? There's good tells well, right I there. saw a great tweet that day that was like, there would be no better troll job in the world than having that plane from Anaheim to Toronto. Landed Pearson, the door opened, and the Dodgers mascot burst out through oh, it. I thought you were going to say Kawhi. <laughs> no, and that would have been great too. Kawhi comes out and you're like, what? But that's what this reminded a lot of people of, right? Was that 2019, of June, July, Trying to keep him, trying to keep him. Is he going to be here? Who's on that plane back and forth? At least that you had the, who was on the plane, correct? Right. Like you were trying to figure all this out. Yeah. But this happens. And so you start to kick around some theories now about when the Jays fans are just looking at this plane and we're all joking around. We're all laughing. We're all having a good time. People are posting their memes and their this and that. And it's fine until John Morosi tweets out, I'm told that Shohei Hotani is on his way to Toronto, no deal signed, and, you know, we'll see how this is going to play out. At that point, not only does he tweet it, he goes on MLB TV and says it. The Major League Baseball Twitter account retweets it, and Rogers Sportsnet retweets it. So this is not just Toronto fans running amok. It was for a while. Everyone's having a laugh. Everyone's having a good time until 
someone with a name says something that goes, yeah, that's what's happening right now. And two, three, very marketable, uh, involved, you know, reputable. Reputable. Yes. Um, you know, platforms decide to share this. And now you go, oh, shit. Like, we're actually doing this thing. Maybe he's coming. And so I think that's the part that gets a lot of Jays fans wound up right now. Because late on Friday night, Shai Davidi, who I actually like quite a bit, wrote a piece that essentially blamed Blue Jays fans for getting excited over nothing. Hmm. And that happens on the heels of John Morosi, who the Fan 590 and Rogers Sportsnet has on their platform all the time and tells us is an insider. So you don't get to turn around now and say, hey, that guy that we platform repeatedly is just Twitter noise, right? If you're going to platform him, then you'd better expect that we're going to believe him. And that bugs me a lot. They want us to believe in him. That's that. Yeah, they want us. That's, that's right. That's how it goes. Yeah. So I think it's a shit thing to do to turn around after all of that and piss on the shoes of the people who pay the bills here for the Toronto Blue Jays. I I, I thought that was brutal. I like Shy, but I disagree with the tenure, the the tone of his piece in a big way to say you were all fools for getting swept up in this. Hey, what we got swept up in was fun early on but then suddenly supported by a guy that you put on your platforms and now tell us, yeah, you never should have believed that. Well, then never put him on your goddamn platform again. Should not ever happen again. If, 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 if JP Morosi is a guy that we aren't supposed to believe, then what's he doing on your network? Beat it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think that's, that's you, can't, legit. you can't blame your fans <clears throat> well, why for getting you excited. Blame? That's what a fan is. Cause I, really what, what the, and, and, you know, Shy works for Sportsnet, right? Mm-hmm. And so they could have easily slid him a note any time. Yeah. And so... Said, he's not on that plane. He's not coming today. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you are the Blue Jays or you are Sportsnet representing in so many ways mm-hmm. the Blue Jays, what you want to lean into in this is, man, we were close. Yeah. Don't say, hey, you shouldn't have got so excited because now you just feel let down. What do you think about the conspiracy theory? that it was best suited for Rodgers and Sportsnet to let you believe it as long as possible so you'll keep buying season tickets, home opener tickets. Yeah, well, the home opener sells out always. So yes, it does. I don't care if Shohei's there or not, that's going to sell out. Yeah. Season's tickets, especially into this, yeah, and the idea that... Do you he- think, uh, I know I'm interrupting you, but fans are pretty annoyed before the Shohei thing. Pretty let down, pretty yeah. disappointed, pretty I'm, disenfranchised I'm with the team. Yeah, so... I think you're right. The home opener always sells. I've been to some home openers down there coming off of pretty brutal seasons and yeah. you, you just go anyway. Yeah. But I wonder if you, oh my God, that that day that it's reported he's coming, even though Rogers and Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins know he's not coming, you let it hang out there because you can guarantee you sell out there. Well, and we talk, yeah. And to me, it's more the uh, the unicorn budget that you, you spoke yes. of last week. Yeah. And the idea that with the revamped, luxury sections in the, you know, in the infield, in, in yeah. the infield that they were looking to go, yeah, you know what? We need to give you a reason. Yeah. So that to me makes sense that the longer you go, Hey man, this is happening. Those are, is where you go. 
yeah, could you not have said something earlier instead of letting this hit a fever pitch and having people. Right. Like I was already looking around legit for, I wanted a dark blue Otani jersey. Yep. Like I would have been on that directly. Right. And, and we have people in my house who, who are Blue Jay fans through me. Sure. Or because that of me. Tertiary yes, fans. Yes, exactly. One secondary, one certainly tertiary. Right. Um, saying, yeah, well, let's make a weekend, go down and hit, of a, course, hit yeah. a three game series, you yep. know, check out the Otani Blue Jays. Right. right. So it's, it's reaching the level of people who aren't just living and breathing this day to day or week to week, like we are, or most people listening. Yeah. So to me, there is absolutely something to that. Yeah, the home opener thing. Superstar, yeah. Yeah. Well, and 100%. And not just when you have the most sought after free agent, like in the last 20 years. Oh, maybe ever. Like well, it's possible you've never seen this type well, of free agent. And so do you remember? Yeah. I, Go back to Friday, you had Scotty Mack on. Yeah. When Scotty Mack was in studio with us in 2017. Yeah, when he was, when Shohei was first. And I said to him, I'm like, hey, what about this Shohei guy? Any chance we're getting him? And he's like, <laughs> ain't happening or whatever. You know, like he, yeah. he, he threw cold water on, it, water on it directly. Yeah. I'd never heard of him. I probably didn't even pronounce the guy's name right then. But he was coming <laughs> over. Yes. And, and he announced, so that would have been Grey Cup, end of November. Yep. Um, and he announced December 8th, 2017, that he was going to right. Los Angeles. So really almost six years to the day. Oh, and people were starting to read into that, right? When he was apparently making his way north. And I guess On I'm not going to pretend to understand what it is, but there is a Japanese, it's not even holiday, but like day of recognition of good luck or something on December 8th. Oh, okay. So I don't know what that's all about, but eight, that's eight when he signed number. with Anaheim. Uh, in 2017, yep, and maybe that was going to be the day he he signed in Toronto in 2023. And nope, like that's not how this played out. I I I I just have a hard time looking at this right now. And you look at Morosi, look at this Morosi <laughs> motherfucker right here. Yeah, he doesn't tweet that without somebody telling him. No matter what you think of Morosi, and he's he's. He's the Pierre LeBron, right? The low end insider, the the whatever. Wow. That, yeah, yep. yeah. You can sit over there and pretend you don't think the exact same thing. I'm going to say it. No, no, I'm but, totally down with that. But if he's talking, I'm I'm not listening. You just, he's not just tweeting that because he's watching the flight tracker that we're all watching. Someone has told him, and so the theory becomes after the fact. That the Blue Jays have made a competitive pitch. They're right there. But he's always wanted to go to LA. We've said that on every episode of this show for the last couple weeks. He wanted to be a Dodger. That was always the favorite. The Jays were being competitive. So maybe his agent, his side, leaks to not only J.P. Morosi, but also uh, John Morosi, but also J.P. Hornstra, I believe is his name, who's an L.A. Dodgers beat reporter. Um, who also tweets out on that day, decision is in, he's going to Toronto. And this is not a top end Jeff Passan, right? John Heyman, you know, Ken Rosenthal, but it is a guy who has covered up close and has, it has a vote in the BBWA, right? The, 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 says he's going to Toronto. So someone is leaking that in an attempt to get the Dodgers, and just today, on Sunday, um, 
It's Tom Verducci who puts out a piece and, and is quoted saying, uh, having spoken to a couple of Dodgers management types, went, we didn't know what was happening, but yeah, it put the pressure on us. It, it made you second guess. So maybe you leaked that on Friday. The plane is just icing on the cake, right? They couldn't have controlled that. But you let everybody else know he's thinking about going to Toronto and it forces the Dodgers to go up another however many million. You talk about, and so the whole <laughs> operating in silence and all these sorts of things, right? You look at, and, and Andlauer here, the owner of the Ottawa Senators, <laughs> yes. has mentioned it on multiple occasions, right? You had all these other more high-profile bids. You know, they asked for silence at that point too, right? Gary doesn't want too much talking. Right. But you had the Ryan Reynolds group and you had the Snoop Dogg group and you had all Snoop these- Snoop group. And you had all this shit going on. And then in the end, Handlauer believes all that did was just drive up the price closer mm-hmm. to a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And in the end, that's what, that's exactly what you're talking about here. Yep. All this noise, all this noise, when maybe what we were hearing were, was 10 plus, 600 million yeah. in that neighborhood to Toronto. And if then- the Jays got to 600 you're in. S- telling everybody he's going to Toronto right. forces them to seven. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, you're like, there's another cool hundred mil Fuck. in the bank. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a. It's it, crazy money, man. It's crazy. When you look at that Patrick Mahomes at yeah. 450 yeah. Is, is the next highest North American contract. Yeah. You're talking about 50% beyond that. It's crazy. Like talk about busting through the ceiling, man. And like that. without. Like, honestly, the, the bullshit talk online now is all Jays fans who badly wanted him three days ago. And yep. I was absolutely one of them. Yep. Now, in self-defense, turning on, well, we don't know if he's going to be able to pitch again, coming off double Tommy yep. John. Yep. And that's self-defense stuff. For that's, 100% it that's is. That's what but, you do. But do you not also feel like, and I know you and you and Scotty Mack went through it, you know, the wins above replacement and all that stuff and, and X amount of dollars per, but... Man, at 70 mil, and, and I, I'm, not, a lot of money. I'm not sure I get the deferred portion, right? Like that, they were talking about the money that was going to be deferred to help with competitive balance. and So the Dodgers, yeah, apparently this deal has unprecedented deferrals, which means you're going to pay me $700 million over 10 years, but not necessarily just over those 10 years, right? It's going to be spread out. And that is to keep the Dodgers under certain levels yep. of the CBT, the collective whatever they call it. Uh, anyway, the, yep. the limited tax that MLB has um, or the limited cap that they have. But that, don't you think, and again, maybe this comes off as sour grapes. If it's going to outlast those 10 years, though, that money has to count yeah. towards their... Is it 10 years or is it not 10 years? It's right. 10 years, $700 million in theory, you should pay $70 million right. per year, which would put them way into that right. that tax bracket yeah. onto the third level. So Shohei, to his credit, goes, how about we spread that out over way longer? You can pay me later and that'll be f-. Well, what is that? $5 million, $10 million per year for 25 years? Bobby Bonilla on line right, one. Exactly. What are we doing here? Right. This seems like a Toronto Maple Leaf bullshit act. That's what Fucking this feels right, like. man. That's what this feels like. That's got to count. That it's got to count that, on your 10 years. That $10 million... That might be shaved off has to be has to count eleven, twelve, thirteen years down the road, like past the. I, I don't know what. Or it's got to count in your ten years. I don't care how you pay it to them. Yeah. But th- yeah, yeah, you don't get to say 
Yeah, it's seven hundred. On year eleven, when he's no longer under contract, you just send him a check for three hundred million or whatever. Yeah, left like, on the deal. <laughs> I, 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 no, man, no. you don't get to to, to def, if because it sounds like you're deferring it for luxury tax purposes. It is hundred yeah, percent. That's what I'm saying. Hundred so percent. Total bullshit. And again, wow. Number one bullshit. Number one bullshit. And had Toronto done it, we'd go. Fuck, that's brilliant. Yeah, man, Good awesome. call, right? Like, yeah. great idea. Yeah. Um, but now that they did and you're like, yeah, no fucking pay that. Right. Like that's got to appear somewhere. That's got to be a penalty. I, yeah. Someone's got to account for that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but to me, there is, I, I wanted them. I wasn't yeah, yeah. nearly as horny on the whole thing as you were. Yeah. No, I was all in. I rode that roller coaster yeah. straight it into the ground lather, on lather Friday over night, here for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I tried to keep a fairly level approach. Uh, never really, feel, <laughs> yeah, never feeling like he was coming. Never feeling, but at the end, even I was sort of getting a little, you know, like. When oh, this yeah. is the part that bugs me about the Shai Davidi piece, is that we were all having a good time about it until Morosi and MLB and Sp- Shai Davidi does not get to tell me to chill out when his platform is retweeting the guys on his way. Fuck you. Shai's pretty You shallow. co-signed that. Not shy, but his network. Yeah. Yeah, his, yeah. So you don't get to turn around and piss on my shoes now. Like, yeah. like you always knew better. Then where were you at one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock? While that plane was in the air, it's not him. He's not the fucking silence, man. Crickets from him, Ben Nicholson Smith. Wait for that season ticket number to creep up. Wait for those home opener tickets to sell out. I, that bugs me, man. You don't get to shit on fans for being fans. While you platform the guy who told us all to to get all in on yeah, this. Yeah, I didn't read the article, but TLDR. I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's is he really telling you that yes. you, you were a fool, Matt? Yes, he is. Does he say that right there? You yeah. were a fool. Matt, you stink. You're dumb, <laughs> Matt. And I get a lot of those messages. <laughs> Just this is the first one from Shy. Yeah. And very public. Right. Very public. Um I just think it's it's Again, if I want to double back, if you're if you are the Jays, Rogers, near Sportsnet, lean into it. We were close. We were close. Man, we made our best. We we made our best pitch. Yeah. We put the money forward and we'll see what we can do. But just just to just to double back for one second, I also feel as much as I was in on it and would have bought a jersey. Yeah. At the end of the day, I do feel a bit like that whistling past the graveyard thing too, where they're 10 years, 700 million, you go, yo, that's a lot of cash. Yep. And, and, yep. and so I, I no, do- there's a part of me that, and, and Scotty Mack and I talked about this, like there's, it was risk. Uh-huh. hundred percent. Like he's going to hit, we know that, but if he can't pitch, like there's not a lot of success coming yeah. off of double Tommy, uh, your second Tommy John, right? right? And the thing always is, but th- I just didn't want to bring that up because it feels now, yeah, yeah, like, oh, we never wanted him. He was yeah, never yeah. going to be worth it. Yeah, no, 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 no I did. I wanted no, no. him, and I, you yeah. were going to to get to get a great talent. You had to commit yes. great yeah. asset. So to me, it was, and I thought all along, it was how long do you think he's going to do both? Let's just say he's, he comes back healthy in twenty twenty five, yeah, and he can pitch and hit. You know that dude's not pitching and hitting for 10 years. Nope. So there already was that built in. Do I get three years of him pitching yeah. and hitting? Is that like, and then you go, but then I got six years of of not. And, right. and, and then it's, you're paying an, an exorbitant fee. Well, there's inflation fee. there. 
yeah, yeah. sort of stuff. And it's Rogers who's spreading it out across, like, as he's helping us sell cell phones. And, well, and by exorbitant, you mean, like, already 30 million over the next highest guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that seems excessive. I wonder how long before that inflation really catches well, up. Well, and this guy. is it, right? Like, I don't think without it's wrong. being this guy, I'm going to be this guy yeah. who. I've watched for years Sens fans in my mentions go, well, if you'd never signed John Tavares, these other guys never would have floated up going, sign Shohei. What do you think's going to happen when Bo and Vlad suddenly want to, you know, this is this is that tag along thing that happens sometimes when Vladdy, you suddenly can leave. you pitch? Can you close games too? Can you okay. come? Okay. No, but does that's he the, suddenly go kicker. from 30 to 40 in his request? I'm not asking for 70. I'm just asking for 40. You were going to pay that guy that, right? Like, yeah. Well, I was, to DH. I, I was reading some articles. On, I was reading some articles on comparables for, for Bo and Vladdy. And so it's interesting, right? That number that you've thrown out. Um, uh, and I don't think they ask for it. Well, maybe they do, right? You've seen, you've shown your cards. You're willing to pay it for somebody. You got it in the budget. Yeah. And, and that is one thing I slid in here a couple times, and only because I'd seen people more connected and, and smarter yeah. than me talk yeah, yeah. but like that there was the unicorn budget yep. right for a normal year here's what we're prepared to spend and by all accounts the jays are willing to kind of hang at that level right now but for a superstar like shohei there was a separate budget that says if you get that guy we'll pay it because it's good for business it's good for rogers right yep. it's not just good for the blue jays and, yeah, yeah. and one of the things that you know, to his credit, Steve Simmons brought up over the course of the week was that Rogers is prepared to do this because $60 million a year for Shohei Otani is, allows you to go all baseball. They will opt out of the NHL rights, right? The, the national rights that they're finishing up a 500 or a $5.2 billion deal, um, and instead, you'll go from paying $500 million a year to $55, $60 million a year for show. You go all in on the Blue Jays all summer. That's your thing. You'll keep the regional rights that they have on the Oilers, the Leafs. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, you, no, no matter if you signed, if you traded for so for Soto and you signed Otani, you're yep. never getting the eyeballs on baseball that, no, you, that you get on. But the bargain compared to $500 million a year versus well, yep. if you had both of them, like $100 million a year, whatever it would be, yep. and you go all in April to September on the Blue Jays, you keep your... You already do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. But now you have a different audience. You've sold rights also to Japan. You've, you've like, there was a lot of moving pieces there's here, 125 right? million people in Japan, man. That's a, there's a, for a small country, there's a pile of people yep. crammed yep. into that small couple islands. And so I'm, I'm, I think it's the Canucks, the Oilers, the Leafs. Maybe that's it in yep. terms of your regional I think rights. So, yep. Yeah. Um, but you opt out, right? Uh, not opt out. You finish the contract, but you don't re up with the NHL on the national rights because now you are the Shohei Otani network. And that would have changed everything for, for Rogers, too. So, yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, I, I understand, you know, the actual. I, I'm not much of a fan of Steve Simmons. I thought his point here, like, was yeah, well yeah. thought out. Yeah, yeah, well okay. Reasoned. I, yeah. I just, I think it's, I think it's very surface. I don't think you're drawing in what you already have in terms of the ingrained. You don't think Shohei would have increased ratings? Uh, uh, yes, yeah. but not to the extent where it it rivals Hockey Night in Canada, yeah. or yeah. like maybe it rivals your Tuesday night Edmonton game. Sure. Like, are you ever getting to a million people on that? No, probably not. Right. 
But the Jays numbers, I think, circle in around 800,000 yes. to 1.2. Like, yep. they're, like I watch every game. Yep. So you're not gaining me. You are gaining some. Don't you think they're worth And we're getting bogged down here a little, but I think it's interesting. Like, do. Don't you think they're worried about how many people they might be about to lose? Like you're, the fan base is unhappy. We talked about that over and over. Yep. And you could have erased all of that 100%. with Shohei. And, and now more. Yeah. Yep. And all of a sudden, that guy's gone. And now fans are not just back to being the unhappy they were, but now blaming you for not finishing the job, which I think is bullshit. It's bullshit. I, yeah. 100%. Um, they went as far as they could on this. At some point, it's just that guy's choice. And so now you still have to improve the team and you still have to re excite the fan base. You still have to sell these top end seats that you didn't sell on Friday yeah. uh, while people thought he was coming. I, I think Yeah. They're well, not in trouble, but they're they're not in a good place. Well like somehow people are angrier now than they were and some uh, yeah, to me, get, that's unfair. I, I don't get that. Yeah. I, and I don't understand why that is. Uh, you can look around at the, at the sort of the market that's left. Yeah. And you go, yeah. like they, <laughs> honestly, I was reading an article on, on, you know, where do the Jays pivot to? Right. Yeah. And you have the Cody Bellinger thing, sure. right. Which is. It's a risk. It's a risk for sure it is, but. But it's a name. But then, then you start to look at, and there, somebody floated JD Martinez. Uh-huh. Um, but you start to see. Matt Chapman, yeah, Kevin Kiermeyer, mm. Teoscar Hernandez, welcome home, Teo. You know Lourdes, you know Gurriel, yeah. Gurriel Jr. And you're like, ah, it's it's just there's nothing in there. Yeah, to me, you, you, you the you're gonna bell- have to do. It's gonna have to be a trade if you're gonna excite people. Yeah. So do and you- not just excite people, but like excite them out of. You, it's not indifference. People are pissed. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the pissed part is, is I am I'm pissed about the flaccid end of the last two right postseasons. Right. So that's where I am. But don't you think like if if Ross Atkins was able to bring Shohei here, that guy goes from pitiful laughing stock to statue beside Ted Rogers outside the dome. Yeah. And maybe you say Kikuchi too, right? Like who was supposedly wow. high school idol had booked yeah. dinner for 50 people at a sushi restaurant near the dome. Yeah. I, I think that's one of those things where he's like, I guess Kikuchi didn't do it for Shohei. And you're like, well, that, join the club, man. Get yeah. in the back of the line because we all feel the same way. Didn't do it for me either. Right. No, no. I, I understand all those things and the goodness that would come from it. And you would, you would like, you know. Buyer's remorse be damned down the road, right? Yeah. If you could have got this because it would have ignited, I get 100%. that. 100%. All I, those season tickets in that new expensive area, gone. They'd just be sold. That's well, it. I'm it's already done. buying tickets right. if that was the case, right? right? Like, right. Like, bam, ASAP, yep. as soon as I can do it. Hats, like, shirts, jerseys. 100%. All in. And there's people. And people across Japan are buying them. 100%. You're selling TV uh, broadcast Packages. rights. And yes. that's all I was saying was yeah. that's it's it's a small country with a large But now population. you and I who watch every game are sitting here going, okay, okay, I accept you did your absolute yeah. best. I'm not calling for Atkins' head right now any more than I was on October 5th. But you're going to have to excite me somehow. Right. But at the end of the day, we talked about it last week and I said, yeah, they're in, they're in, they're in, and then they don't. They yeah. don't. They yeah. don't. And you know, 
at the end of the day, they tried their best. I can, I can, two things can be true. Right. I can understand that they made their best pitch for Otani and didn't get him. Right. But I can also say, yeah, okay, it's just another guy you made your best pitch for yep. and you didn't get. Yeah. You were in on Soto. You didn't get him. Well, we didn't, how, how did they give their best pitch to Soto while they were waiting for Otani, knowing they probably couldn't afford both? Well, I think the, the Yankees clearly had the luxury of not being in on Otani, so they were able to solely, yes, that's you know, right. focus in and and, and, but over, you don't and, have, over, and overspend. You don't have right. We don't have Michael King to spend. You don't have Thorpe to spend, right? Like, yep. The the Yankee package was better than what you were going to be able to offer, well, and you didn't even get to offer it because you were waiting on Otani and a one year and a, on a one year player. Yeah, now, it's expensive. Before the Yankees are likely going to overpay for him, anyways. Probably next year, so yeah. they have that luxury. Toronto isn't facing the same thing, I right. think. Right when you're looking at a rental, and you go, yeah, we're going to just blow everybody else out of the water in the money spent. Right. But it doesn't matter when you go two biggest fish because if you could have pivoted from Otani and went, right. all right, well we're going to overpay yeah, if, now. If the pods, and I'm a little surprised the Padres didn't wait because the Jays are probably not the only team who suddenly went, holy shit, right? Like we got to do something big right now. Now I assume that's how most diamond rings are sold. The Padres. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're in big trouble now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll buy the yeah. But I would assume the Padres had a good sense of the market, looked on the Jays and gone, okay, even if they miss on Otani, we don't like their package as much as as we like the Yankee right. package. Yep. So that would be part of it. But man, I, I, th- there's a big job out in front of Ross Atkins and, and, and Mark Shapiro right now. And I, I don't have any more or less ill will towards them than I did on October 5th, right after you lost that two game series. Yep. I, I, I didn't like the press conferences, all that, but you can't like the, the venom online today going, Oh fuck fire Atkins for what? Yeah. For missing out on a guy who we all always thought was going to the, yes, we right. got excited. Yes. We were pumped to hear the Jays were in on him, but he went where we always thought he was going to go. You're going to be spitting venom because the thing you thought was going to happen, happened. Right. Seems ridiculous. Well, and this was the whole point, right? Like how how big of how big is the drop now? How tough is the resale on getting fans excited again after this? Uh, it was one of the things I said to Scotty after the off season or the the postseason. Nobody thought we were getting Otani. Nobody. Zero. They'd make a call. They'd find out they weren't in, and that would be it. Then all of a sudden, you're like, oh man, maybe they are in, and then it keeps getting sold to you more and more and more. And man, how do you how do you rebuild? How do you hope's a bitch, man? Yeah. Only love can break your heart, as Neil Young said. This right? is it. Yeah. And that is what it is. Yeah. You go, I have to I have to put myself if out there. If we were there. never in, you'd never be any more pissed. But right. we were all in and then lost it. It's better to have loved Matt and lost That's than I... never to have loved it all. Doesn't feel that way though. No, of course it doesn't, because <laughs> you go, I got the highs of the highs without ever actually, you know, having loved Otani. Right. But I've lost somehow. How is this possible? So last thing on this, he's coming in here, I believe. And now I've I've messed it up. I don't have it in front. It's either April 25th or May 25th. The Dodgers are coming. Yeah, I was wondering if they were, if it was one of those where we were there or they were here, but it's um, he's coming here here first. Okay. Is it worth booing Otani? No. It's you worth me. Okay. It's you worth me Toronto? wearing my Otani jersey that, <laughs> that I already pre-ordered. Know, like a, the nice dark blue one, yeah. man. It's sharp. So it's not worth booing him. Do you think Toronto fans will boo him? 
Uh, I don't think so. I kind of think they will. And it's not going to be right. It's not going to be. boom to say what? You took the 700 million? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. You're like, yeah, man, I, I took the three quarter bill. <laughs> Sorry, man. Like, what do you want from me? And I didn't have to move. Rogers should have offered him. <laughs> Steaks, shares. A million dollars a year for the next 700 years. <laughs> yeah. Brzgalov and Bria and all these people still just getting paid forever, yeah. right? I Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. And and I know the fans are passionate, but yeah. I don't feel in any way like he turned his back on the on the on Canada and the Blue Jays and Toronto as a whole. I just feel like he just stuck with I, what suited him best. I've said a few times over the last couple of weeks on the show, I didn't feel like the Jays were being used. I felt like they were actually in it. They weren't just being used for leverage until maybe that last day or two. I do think that theory that so does that make me saying it last week wrong? You didn't. You, I've you, absolutely said that. You said they're not using him, that they're actually in on this. Yeah, but I, I actually said he's not coming and that they're just using the Jays as, as to drive up the price. So, no, you didn't. I absolutely, if you can find me that audio, that'll be you, great. You, you do that. You no, 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 that. no, no. You find it. I'll paste it in here. But if we... Okay. Well, I yeah, no, I no, I totally, I'll totally go back and listen. Okay. So... I think if the Jays had gotten this done, we'd all be like, okay, like happy to pay my Rogers bill this month, all these sorts of things. But I'm not happy to pay my bill. You would have been. If there had just been oh, like, sorry, oh, ha- we t- remember we talked about this last week. Yeah, yeah. I said, I said $10, right $10 line item. Yeah, yeah. No, the, totally. And you went $5. No, okay. <laughs> that was the, that yeah. would have been fair over the yeah. course of the the, 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 ten the years, country. Yeah. Although maybe it's fifteen years because right. there's going to be deferred money there. Apparently, yeah. Assume. I hope Roger was smart enough to make that same offer. Anyway, it doesn't matter now. But I think you'd have just been sort of like on that last day. I think he had decided I'm staying in L.A. And if all these people are going to lose their shit over this plane anyway. I'm going to have my agent or someone close to me leak to that uh, BBWA writer in LA, JP Hornstra. I'm going to leak to maybe John Morosi and freak out the Dodgers just enough to make them bump that up a bit before. I think that's possible. I don't think the Jays were ever a total pawn, but once I've made my call, I'm going to allow this to get out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I'm not saying they were a total pawn. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, at the end of the day, that that's what happened. And and as excited as you got in between Sundays, yep. it's 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 what happened. Just business. It's just business, Matt. <laughs> and it's just business, all you good listeners. And it's and it's funny, and I just in, in finishing this up. Yeah. And the booing and and, and Leaf fans and, and, and oh, oh, oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Toronto fans is where I was going with Whoops. It. No, no. And it's, it's, I love when you see 15,000 Jays fans in. Or Vancouver in, or in or, Seattle. Yeah, in yeah. Seattle or in Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. or in Milwaukee or right. down. I love it. 100%. I fucking hate it when it's Leaf fans yep. for some reason. Some reason. I don't know why that well, One is. of the guys I follow on, uh, who I quite enjoy as a. And I, I don't know where this name comes from, but on sense Twitter, uh, it's big daddy hammy. And, uh, and so James Wood is his name anyway, oh. but he said, I'm, I'm not in on Otani because there are 
too many Leaf fans mixed into that Jays fan collection, and I can't have them being happy. I just can't allow it. <laughs> uh... well, is, is he in, he's not in the local market, though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's oh, okay. a big Sens guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought he was the out-of-town guy. Oh, no, you're thinking of uh, Bonk's mullet out in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Big Daddy Hammy. Is, that, yeah. is, this, a, is this a Hammonick reference? <laughs> I have. I guess so. I, do, I don't know where that name comes from. Okay, but, uh, I, that's what I'm going. I'm leaning that way. Must be. Must be. Okay, but anyways, I, I hope they don't boo him. Cause I don't really care if they boo him, to be honest with you. I think it's dumb, but I don't care. I, yeah, no, I, I won't. Uh, I won't throw the remote at the TV <laughs> if, it, if it happens. I'll just think it's stupid and yeah, and petty. Uh, why don't we grab another beer? We'll take a little break here. Um, look, this was always going to be the biggest story of the week, and Jay's lost as a Toronto sports fan. I'm quite familiar with that phenomenon. So loser, right? I'm going to get a winner of a beer. Yeah, do it. And we'll circle back here in a second. Stay there. Next thing you know, I'm down to just my socks. And you know when I'm down to just my socks, what time it is. It's time for business. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. You know when I'm down to just my socks, it's time for business. That's why they call it business socks. It's business. some golf first oh great <laughs> do you have the the john rom clip yes i do okay because to me that is oh no yeah uh back in with a new pint we <laughs> yeah. are going to talk about john rom after we talk about uh yeah another beer because you and i big golf guys we know our shit we know what's up we know shit yeah I what think, do you got going there i think that's what you mean uh, what do I have here? I have um, a gift from LSG, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. And well, some, yeah, acquaintance oh, of the show. Listener, <laughs> all around good guy. He just, he, he, he's just, he's just out there. Every time the Habs do something, he'll, he'll tweet something. He won't tag me, but it's for me, right? He's putting it out there, hoping I'll, I'll jump in and, and engage. I see you, LSG. I know what you're doing. He's trolling you? A little bit. A little bit. Bit of a troll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a well-intended, easygoing guy. He's listening. I like that. 10,000 minutes last year. Apparently, yeah. We love that. So, um, yeah, when you want something and you're not getting it, you need a a hand. And so so Stevie G is coming. my little Green Ranger Dragon Zord fleet from last week. (sighs) (laughs) It was tough, man. It was tough going. (laughs) The greeny vein thing you were talking about. I think. That's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no need to go any further. Uh, this is a little something from Overflow he, oh. he brought in for me. This is Overflow. Close yep. Enough. I like that, Matt. That's, um, I know things. It's called Last Bow Porter. Oh, a porter. And so to me, it's got a, looks like maybe a Gord Downey. I don't know. It's a guy in a suit, sort of taking a bow. Well, anyways. The green leather suit and the fedora. Or it's shiny. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Right. right. But it's, um, yeah. A little chocolate with espresso finish is what they're saying, but I've poured it into a glass. So I was trying to. Look at this motherfucker right yeah, here. Yeah. Well, it's a porter. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Keen again, man. <laughs> Sends DJs. It's, it's still kind of loud. And it's still kind of not good. Uh, 
I, what I've seen on Twitter is a very split reaction to people who either really like the sound effect or really dislike the sound effect. We talked about this last week, the penalty kill here in Ottawa, a successful kill when the guy comes back out on the ice, you play your, your sound effect. It's still really loud is what everybody seems to think in the arena. Is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I don't know what was the, it was a Leaf game, I think. Thursday. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get to see it. Or maybe it was the Ranger game. I don't know. But I'm like, well, first power play of the game for the other team. Ends up in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right. I don't even get to hear this we're all the time. Now we're not going to hear it. So I don't know if they're still using it. I thought maybe the power of TC. Saturday I heard it. No. Saturday was in Detroit. No, so you, Thursday. You heard that rip off Mario Brothers sound, which is what you heard. Yeah. yeah. In Detroit. Right. So now they had very few penalty kills, successful ones, but <laughs> um, John Ron. So overflow. I haven't had a pull on this yet. What do you have? Christ, man, you're getting me all <laughs> fucked up here. Uh, yeah, this is from Tooth and Nail and they have a stout that's very good. Okay, right around see, 5%. We're the same idea here. Yeah. Uh, it's an oatmeal stout, and it's called Fortitude. But they also have an over-the-top, cranked-up stout at 9.5%, and instead of being Fortitude, it's Fortified. So that's what we're rolling with here. Their Imperial Oatmeal Stout, 9.5% from uh, from and, Tooth and & Nail. So I'm looking forward to checking so that one out. With the, you're going with the Fortified? I'm going with the Fortified. Man, oh, man. Oh. That's authoritative. Just tearing through it, man. So not much of a hit on this. So right away, that's my, I like to have a little something. And in fact, there's, the hit is non-existent. Okay. Really get a lot of the chocolate. Yeah. In terms of the, the aroma. Right. But I do like the espresso finish. It's making me a little bit, Mm. sort of getting the juices flowing there. Yeah. So it's got a really nice, yeah. (laughs) Just let you do your own thing over there. Yeah. This is pre-fortified too, ladies and gentlemen. I can only imagine <laughs> post-show Madeline. Just mashing the keyboard Madeline over, here. over there running that on the loop like the old days with the shame button. That's not, those are, that's nobody not, tanks. Yeah. Yes. Nobody <laughs> so gets tanked. Nobody does get tanked. Not in here. Uh, look, there's a few different places we go from here. Yeah, you mentioned uh, for some reason at an origin ROM. We'll get to that in a second. Um, we'll talk a little sends maybe here in a couple minutes. I did wonder... What you thought earlier this week of the announcement that CBC was was cutting? <laughs> Just take it easy over there. Uh, CBC was cutting six hundred jobs, ten percent of their uh, their workforce, and we saw an interview on the National. Adrian Arsenault, shout out for being an actual journalist, interviewing Catherine Tate, who is the CEO. Of CBC. Did you happen to see this interview? I did not. Okay. So this is right on the heels of the announcement that they're going to be laying off 600 employees uh, right before Christmas. And Adrian Arsenault, to her credit, asked a fairly difficult question of her boss. Let's just play that right now. I'm just, just curious about something. I, I'm going to presume no bonuses this year. I mean, the Canadian Taxpayer Federation said a Freedom of Information request showed $16 million were paid in bonuses in 2022. Can we establish that that is not happening this year? It's too early to say where we are for for this year. We'll be looking at that like we do all our line items in the coming months. So there's a there's a chance bonuses could still happen at a time when jobs are being cut. I, again, I, I'm not going to comment on something that hasn't been discussed at this point. So, okay, okay, I love that indignant. Okay, 
You know grandma and you're just not telling us. Catherine Tate, not a great speaker perhaps on this. Look, man, that's that's got to be an uncomf- un- uncomfortable thing for Adrian Arsenault who, look, that's a name that's been around in Canadian broadcasting for a very long time on the CBC, I think has earned some respect. That's got to be uncomfortable to sit there and interview your boss and go, hey, you just fired 10% of your workforce. Can you at least tell the Canadian taxpayer who's funding this network that you and your your colleagues there at the top end will not be taking your $16 million in bonuses? Never go, well, well no, I, I can't well, tell you I that. I can't tell you that. We'll, we'll look at it. We'll talk about it. Later in the week, to be <laughs> fair, they put out a statement that said, Essentially that we'll, we'll look at it, but no, no commitment to not, man, that's, that's, that's journalism, right? That's very tough to look at your boss and go, Hey, this is a publicly funded network. Can you tell us while you're shit canning people right before Christmas that you won't take your bonus and have that? Well, I don't know. And so to me, maybe more than anything else, that okay at the very end is as telling as anything that's a journalist, man, and we need more of that. I know people, there's a lot of people who dislike the CBC. You need to be more pissed off about the possibility that they're still going to take $16 million in bonuses at the top end than you do about the way they report on this stuff. I think, I think Mrs. Tate, if you, if you had the visual there, is she's Chevy Chase from Christmas Vacation <laughs> where she's dr- looking at the window dreaming of the, of the pool that's soon to go into her backyard. <laughs> <laughs> with the bonuses that are coming in. Yes. <laughs> There's no bonus. <laughs> That's what I think is happening. If there's a little yeah. pop bubble above her head right at that moment, she's like, I hope not. I could I sure yeah. as shit hope not. What do you make of the idea? And and look, we won't get bogged down here, but y- me, maybe more than you, I, I won't speak for you. I'm intrigued by the the inner workings of of journalism here in this country and whatever. The idea of someone like Adrian Arsenault having to interview their own boss and how uncomfortable that must be, and yet knowing that you're supposed to be a journalistic uh, outlet, you're supposed to be covering the news, and at some point when the CBC is the news, you have to ask that question. You have to put that forward. Um, what did you make of that clip, man? Well, we talked about it with Sportsnet yeah. representing the Blue Jays, yeah. and somehow you don't always get the real deal, right? And so do you think that was put on by Adrian Arsenault? No, I 100% do not. Okay. I think I think she's asking the questions, the hard question yeah. that you need to know, and that's called integrity. Right. Because there's a pretty good chance she's going to hear about that later, right? Like, yeah, but I think at the end of the day, that's the job I do. Right. I ask questions. Yeah. And, and you could tell by... Is it Catherine Tate? Catherine Tate. Yeah. It, you can tell by her second response. She sounds unhappy. Yeah. Well, or at least she's uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Right. And you're like, yeah, well, I can't discuss things that I can't comment on things that haven't been discussed. Have you we- asked me this on my own network? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, pool in the backyard. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, don't ask me these things. I hope not. <laughs> it's going to be a bad Christmas for me. Right. People are going to be tracking my flight. Yeah. To... to- the Bahamas or something. Now I'm going to have to talk to Robert Hershevac. <laughs> right. Can I bum a ride with you? So it's, yeah, it's to me, it's commendable, but it's also, are we at a spot now where we have to commend people for doing their job? That's a totally fair question. I 
when they're having to interview their own boss, that's a weird yeah, spot. Yeah, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Is, but at the end of the that's day- That's a hard spot for her to be in. Yep. And no, I no. thought she did her best to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, she was, when 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 the invasion of U- of Ukraine- Right. First happened, she was over there. Yes. She was in Poland. She yeah, was no, inside. this is an engaged journalist. This is someone trying to do her best. For yeah. sure. And yeah. so this is somebody who lives the job. And so, you know, I have a pile of time for Adrian. Yep. I, I, this is, I'm just, I'm, I, it was more of a No, question. you're right. This is journalism, but it's got to be uncomfortable. It, for sure. And so, but I'm just like, yeah, at the end of the day, that's your job. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm not saying she, she's asking for any slap on the back, but no. I'm just saying it seems like, and your question is totally fair, but- yeah, that's where we're at, right? Where you go, yeah, okay, good for you. You did you did what you're supposed I, to do. I sort of understand how um, skeptical people are of the CBC, especially as, as our- skeptical pol- of every new, news agency. Right. But as our politics get more and more split and, and divided and whatever, we do this all the time, right? In terms of when it was Harper- is the CBC just an instrument for the CPC, right? And, the, and now it's Trudeau. And so are they just an instrument for them spreading? You don't really see the wild swings in the CBC based on whoever's in power that a lot of people would want you to believe, right? Like right. it's really easy to pick on them and go, well, they're government funded. So, yep. well, there's a separate entity that controls the CBC. And whether you like them or not, I think that's up for debate. I think that's a fair debate. Yeah, But I think this particular journalist did what she had to do in that spot and go, hey, you made news this week. We're a news outlet. I have to ask you this question. And it didn't come off to me in a way that seemed like it had been pre-rehearsed or pre, I, I, I no, think she no. asked it and followed up. And at the very end, almost kind of gave an eye roll to the audience, right? Like, all, all right. 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 Like, I guess that's all we're getting. Right. I can't press any more than that. No. Yeah, I, I want my news, and I'm not saying the CBC does or doesn't do this. Yeah, I'm just saying, just the facts, please. Yep. Give me the quotes. Yep. And let me decide how I feel about that. And if I need context, maybe you can help with that. Sure. But I don't need you to tell me how I should feel. True enough. So, and that's in my news in general. Yep. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly because you and I, man, big, big golf guys here. Yep. We really know what we're talking about around the, the, the golf thing. It's true. Uh, John Rahm has decided over the course of the last week or so, he's moving from the PGA over to Live Golf. And this is something you and I have talked about a couple different times before, but not particularly recently, especially since we were sort of under the impression that these were going to merge, right? That they were going to be under the same umbrella. That agreement is supposed to expire by December 31st if yeah, they haven't, uh, yeah, if they haven't yet set, uh, gotten things organized, that potential deal will expire. But for people who are new to this and maybe haven't been keeping up, the Live Golf Tournament is the one being funded by the Saudi, uh, fund, yeah. investment fund. Right. And so we've seen different golfers leave and it, it's a different tour, right? It's instead of four rounds of straight up, you know. Uh, well, there's cuts. They, they, right. It's, you start individually. There's not, right. no shotgun starts. So this is three rounds, shotgun start, team no, events. No cuts. Right. No cuts. And so John Rom, for those of you who aren't big golf fans, and that would include me, is one of the PGA's 
biggest stars. Just won the Masters in 2023. Top has, five, top five player in the PGA. Right, team. has won four times over the last year. A big time player, and in 2022, kind of lectured some guys. Said, "Yeah, I'll never leave. I, you know, well, actually, I can just play the clip for you right now. Here's what John Rahm had to say in 2022 about guys leaving for." Uh, live golf and why he would never do it. Shotgun three days to me is not a golf tournament, no cut. It's that simple. Uh, I want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going on for hundreds of years. They're like, will a lifestyle change if I got 400 million? No. It will not change one bit. Truth be told, I could retire right now with what I've made and I'd live a very happy life and not play golf again. So, and for a lot of people, I'm not going to lie, those next three, four years are worth basically their, their retirement plan they're giving them. It's a, it's a very nice compensation to then retire and sail off to the sunset. So, a bit of a side swipe there of some of the guys who've taken the leap, and he's saying that's just their retirement fund, they're going to go play, and then they'll fuck off into the sunset. Uh, he's going to do the same now. He's headed to live golf. Um, and to say, would $400 million really change my life? I don't know how he's yes. living right now. It would change a lot of people's lives. It would change your life. It would change my life. I don't know what John Rom's career earnings are, but all of a sudden, what not he, even close to that. Well, he, by all accounts, the deal that he has signed, and no one has been able to pin it down exactly. You hear three, you hear five. I've heard anywhere from three hundred million to five hundred million dollars. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so less than Shohei Otani, <laughs> but this is a guy that. You just heard kind of take a swipe at people like Dustin Johnson. Condescending Phil Mickelson. Dustin Johnson made $125 million to go over there. That's what they promised him up front. And now you're making a third, a half what of, of what John Rahm is going. Now, Dustin Johnson, a little older, right? Um, yep. Winding down his prime days, whereas John Rahm. As the Masters champion, as a young guy who I believe is 29. And, do, and listening to his voice, do you know where he's from? I don't. I know he's on the European He's Spanish. Tour. Okay. John Rahm. R-A-H-M. Yeah. And you're like, ah, I don't get it. And then maybe you get a little of the Spanish accent in yeah. the back end, but yeah. there's nothing about the name Love or- Spanish in the back end. That's- yeah, it's, it's my go-to, man. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm a bum lover from way back. Yeah. I just- I. I don't know how much you and I have to offer. It doesn't age well. No, because he's going now. Yeah. <laughs> for let, Let's just saw it off at $400 million. That seems to be. That he got his $400 million. Maybe he was just asking for his price. Right. I wonder, man, because we're seeing. I'm yeah, of course. On. And this is the thing, right? Because we're seeing, um, I believe that same Saudi investment fund has now bought in in a small way to Ted uh, Leonsis, Washington Capitals, uh, Washington Wizards okay. fund. All right. We're starting to see it creep in. We've seen it creep into golf. Uh, one of the, look, for whatever you think of it, one of the rumors when WWE was for sale was that Saudi had bought that. Um, they're working their way into North instead American it's sport. The Chinese, I think, instead. Sure. And you just sort of wonder, at some point, how pissed can you be at John Rom? He stood up there and he said, "I'll never do it." 
Yeah. It's just a cash grab. These guys are over there just building up their retirement fund. And so if Dustin Johnson was their top paid guy at $125, $130 million. Oh, Phil Mickelson, I think $200 Phil million. was up there, yeah. And if you eventually go 250 no, 3 no, 350 no, 4 ah, all right, I'm coming. That's, How, a, lot, that's a lot of pesetas, my friend. Uh, at some point, like. Are you and I being unfair for ripping these guys for eventually having to just go? That's life-changing money for generations in my family. Like, how long do we ask these guys on morality to say no? Yeah, well, I think when you when you are John Wrong, <coughs> it, it first of all it comes down to the only the only problem is that he has that soundbite. Yeah, that is the that is the biggest. Yeah, problem. it's pretty rough. Have you just not said anything? Just shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. Don't say a thing. It ages differently. I think you're at a point now where you are maybe having this merge slash buy out by Liv. Yeah. Right? And you go, all right, if Liv is going to own, own potentially own it anyways, yeah. can Get I still stand now. on the morality right. that is? I'm not taking their right. money, but I'm going to take it's it. It's eventually all going to be their it's money. It's all the same money eventually, so I, I stop playing golf. Right. Or do I just take the 400 schmill right now and go... I'm going to get paid just less later. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's hard. Because you and I, and what are we, are, are they, I don't want to. Are going to buy this? <laughs> 400 million. Are we going to do it's that? It's all theirs. Are fucking right. Are we going to do it? Fucking right. Throw the keys on the table, baby. <laughs> this will be the bone saw podcast. All right. We'll do it, man. We'll do it for sure. Uh, 400 million, $400. No, I, was just, I was just going to say, you know what? You know what? doesn't need to be 400 million. <laughs> yeah. I, it's tough, right? Because I think you and I have both taken a stand over the years looking at this and going, it's fucking dirty money, man. Like, how do you do it? But at some point, if that's where the industry's going, and I don't know, if Dustin Johnston got $125, $130 million, you know, fuck you, you sold out to the, the, okay, how much does it take to get you to finally go... Yeah, I'd be a moron to turn this down. Yeah, well, I think your morals come up against. And I, I'm not trying to rip John Rom. I I don't know what right. you do in this situation. Well, and it's worth noting, and and the numbers will be slightly off because whether it was 125 million or 150 for Dustin Johnson, yeah, yeah it's in that neighborhood. This is Gretzky's son-in-law. Yeah. This is a guy who has won, who was number one golfer in the world for a while. Yeah, he's won multiple majors. 100. percent I think his career earnings prior to signing with Liv were like in the 60, high 50 millions. Right. Like so he's I'm, literally doubling it with this one contract. One contract. Yeah. And so that's that's what we're talking about. So when when we sit here, uh, well, let me see what I made from this podcast. <laughs> it's, I promised you the Shohei deal. $100 for 700,000 years. <laughs> Deferred. Right. Oh, super deferred. <laughs> We're deferring that that nickel from 2015. Um, yeah, it's it, it is when you look at the merger slash ownership and all that stuff, it it becomes even harder. Yeah. The only thing is, you just hate to stand up there and condescend. And this then, is it. It's and the then, hypocrisy now. And then a year and a bit later, and you're like, oh wait, that's actually the money that I'm taking, and I'm doing it right. So I, I, I'm going to give John Rom the benefit of the doubt and You're say giving he, was, him the wave. he was calling his shot yeah. in those days <laughs> for it, 
400 million? Wink, wink. Yeah. Nudge, and nudge. Especially if it might be more. Yeah. Which is what we, we don't know, right? Well, it might be 500. It it's might like be. that scene from, you know, Austin Powers was like, <laughs> I need a million dollars. You're like, yeah. <laughs> All right, a million. Whatever. And you're like, yeah. I'm just kidding. And it's like John Rom is throwing out the biggest number. Like, I don't know. Would 400 million? Wink, nah, wink. Yeah. Not, not. I'm not doing it for 400 million. <laughs> right. Because rumors were that they offered Rory 500. Yeah. And they offered Tiger 800 is what I had. You're like. <laughs> for the shell of Tiger. Well, just a name. Yeah, right? yeah. And clearly that guy rolls in. You're like, yeah. we've got Tiger. Like they are the modern version of I have a albino tiger in my backyard. Right. I have, you know, a, an abominable snowman. <laughs> Whatever the deal is, the Saudis are like, I own this guy and yep. I own that guy. And it's really just a human zoo of of athletes. It It's it just, man, when you look at it, it, it's, I wonder where this is going. Because at some point, they're going to keep buying their way in and buying their way in. And we're all going to be grossed out by it. But it's going to become more and more normal. And I don't know what you do about that, right? Like, at some point, how do you hold John Rom well, responsible? And, I, and it comes back to that whole sports washing thing. Yeah. And and I think of Eric Macromella, him saying, yeah, it's not sports washing because they don't give a damn what you think. Right. They just want to buy things and they just want to... They want to own nice, shiny things. Yeah. They're not doing it to better their image because they don't give a damn what Rob and Matt say. Nope. Oh, man. There's a lot of that to go around. Oh, so. is it? <laughs> I'm get off my soapbox then. Uh, why don't we talk a little about Saturday night's Sens Red Wings game. Saturday night and I like the way you move. Pretty baby. No? Yep. You're not feeling that? Yep. <laughs> Loving it. Mitsu? I don't know. Is it something? Is it, I don't know. Dance Mix 93. Right, boom, boom, boom. I, I want, want you in my room. Yeah, all right. Something, man. It's all, I don't know. It's all blended together there. So what we saw on uh, on Saturday was a bit of a gong show. Um, Matthew Joseph, I think, accidentally gets up on Dylan Larkin at the same time he's running into Parker Kelly. I think. I think. Sort of vice versa. Okay. Pushing, pushed, Joseph pushes him towards Kelly and I Kelly. thought that's what I said. If not, that's, okay. that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> dodge that sound when you hear your parents' bedroom. Uh, <laughs> 100% man. <laughs> so, uh. He gets up high, but I think it, it it looks like he's trying to box out. He's oh. trying to shove the shoulder, but it kind of bounces off or goes too high. But Dylan Larkin ends up hitting like two, three guys at once and going down. Uh, Artem Zub is now standing over him, basically waving for help. Yeah. To come out and check on Dylan Larkin. For himself in five well, seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need some help here. Dylan Larkin, or... Uh, David Perron flies in and just destroys him. Uh, at Cross-check to the head. Yeah. And at the time you and I are sitting here right now, we don't know what the punishments are going to be, but we have seen that David Perron has been offered an in-person hearing, which means they have the freedom. It's not guaranteed, but they have the right to suspend him for at least five games. That felt like roughly to me, a five game suspension. So I'm glad they've opened that door. Yeah. The, the, 
you could probably give um, Matthew Joseph two minutes cross-check. Okay, so w- what I was going to say to you was, if Larkin isn't face down unconscious, yeah, yeah. is there a penalty called on that? Yeah, probably not. It, it's hard to say, right? Because you're responsible for what you do, but he hit yep. him in the shoulder and yep. then it slid up. Yep. So to me, it's two minutes. If it's not two minutes, maybe it's a fine after the fact. Yep. So you go, you have to be responsible for that. But the idea that that's a suspendable play that Matthew Joseph made, no, I don't I don't think so. Well, so and and I think where where Larkin becomes unconscious is as he's sort of it's it's yeah, as Kelly runs in as yeah, Kelly yeah. runs into him yeah. and so Larkin's going one direction and then his head goes wham yes. in the other direction. And he's had some neck and, yep. and head troubles. And so bam, he <laughs> is he is out. And and I, I imagine you weren't watching the game. Not at the time. And so Although after, for the rest of the Saturday night, the Sens game was way behind else, Yeah, for so sure it was. Because that was a so to me it was it was this pandemonium, but nobody knew what was happening. No. Like when it happened. Well, and people were ripping the Sportsnet broadcast. And fair enough, most of the time. But once they got a replay, they did start to go, okay, so we missed this. And like I thought, and I I don't love Sam Cosentino. He's terrible. I I get it. But when he got a second look at it, he said, I'm wrong on this. I I missed that, right? And I I got time for that, right? Because the puck had gone out. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have this situation where, and, and because at the time, I was sort of half watching, half, you know, Listening, doing some other things, yeah. And when they called for the five, the major, yeah. And you're like, oh. And then when they come back, and the fans are are up in arms, and then they come back with the with the penalty call, and they're like, yes, twenty one and twenty seven, yeah. Ottawa, two minutes each, roughing, right. And number fifty seven, Detroit, five minutes, match and a match, yeah. And the fans are like, what? <laughs> We get the match out of this. And yeah. so it just, it was so, because of the way it happened and the, where the puck was, and it was just, uh, it got lost. It yeah. It really got lost. And so the people in-house are just looking at the end result right. of Larkin. Yeah, someone so, laying face down on the ice. And so I, I wonder, taking my, and I'm a Sens fan, yeah. but I really look at it and go, yeah, if he's not unconscious, that that's uh, maybe not even a penalty. On that play. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think the refs came back and went, We gotta do something. The place is gonna be it's gonna be like the Richard riots again here <laughs> yeah. if we if we don't call Ottawa on anything. Yeah. Cause to me to give and Kelly, I, like Kelly's just skating forward and it's his hand. And I'm not even sure why he gets the penalty, but they they clearly went, you and you. Got it. We, yeah. I I don't know, man. When I look at that, I I absolutely think an in person hearing for Perron is is correct, right? A hundred percent. That's and, that and, could be five, six, ten games, whatever it's going to be. I think that. And I'm not sure what the Toronto crowd got in the first intermission. But, I but I like in terms of analysis on that the or, BXA. Yeah, yeah, like man, the guy sounds like a troglodyte when you well, say. Well, there was yeah a lot of talk about that online on Saturday night that he was. Well, when he incur when he says, "Yeah, that's it, a fine, well worth it," or whatever. He yeah, said. if I'm Perron, I'm 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 cross checking that guy in the head and saying. I'll ask questions later. And you're like, maybe you blast them with a cross check or whatever to the back, or you don't ever like in a, in this day and age, you never advocate for head 
no targeting. Like, well, so I saw a couple of Sens fans, and I like Bieksa. Yeah, I, I saw a couple Sens fans saying this is Bertuzzi, this is Brashear. Are you taking it to that level? No. No, to me, it's five games. It's not a half season. It's no, not no, a full season. No, no. To me, this is a five to seven game yeah, suspension. Yeah, yeah. He he intentionally he went at the guy's yes, head. Yes, he did. Um, no, it's it's not that. I I don't I I don't. But it's 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 a suspension. Yeah. But I just I'm I'm taking slight issue with a with BX as a guy with a national platform. Yeah. That you you say that kind of stuff. I I get it, man. You blast that guy right up right out of his skates if you think. But you do not target his head. Like, that to me is... Well, especially... That's 1970s. He's essentially standing there helpless. He's waving for Detroit coaches or trainers to come on, and you clock him. That's a cheap shot. Like, it was always going to be a cheap, but that is the cheapest of cheap shots. This guy's trying to help your guy, and you clocked him. Like, I... It's it's gross, man. And it is. And so, to me, that is... That's the whole thing yeah. is, is it just comes down to it. And, and it, as it turns out, it didn't really impact that. That's, no, where, that's where the one, that's where the him. one Detroit goal came from. Yeah. But. Yeah. Kane from Debrinket, wasn't it? Yeah. Well. And, Which and, could have been what we ended up talking about today had that game gone differently. Yeah. Well, but if you look at it and, and just in, in an aside. Yeah. Kane, it's the first time I, I didn't see Kane in the other game. Mm-hmm. But when. Because it turned into a bit of a shit show in the first. There was Ottawa was taking penalties yes. right, left, and center. And man, when there's a little more room on the ice, the five on fours, the five on threes, Kane is still got something dancing. Yeah, I, I did not notice him in the second and third no. when it, when it was played the majority five on five. Right, he was not he was not that noticeable. But man, give him a little room. Yeah. Well, and I think. And maybe with the lineup that they've played him on, right? He has been playing on a line with the Brinkett, and maybe a five on five is not going to work. But on a power play, that guy clearly still has something to give, right? Like well, and he kept coming off the half wall, and you're like, yeah. how many times are you going to let that guy walk off the wall like that? And that's where right. the goal came from, right? right. He just you're like, mm, all right, yeah, bang, like, all right, <laughs> fuck. But I thought it was going to go terribly from there, but yeah, well, it had that possibility. Uh, the last thing I think we wanted to touch on was the idea that the NHL has announced they're going to the Sphere. For the uh, the entry draft, and everything's pretty tight. I don't know if you got to look. The last possible day, if the NHL, uh, the Stanley Cup final goes seven games, it'll be June 25th. Mm. So you're looking at doing the draft at the Sphere on the 28th, I believe. So that's a pretty tight turnaround. And then all of a sudden, July 1st is only three days after that. If you're not familiar, I think you and I talked about this when they were first talking about building it. The, the sphere down in Vegas yep. and it's got these screens all over the outside and you've seen different things. You've seen the emoji, uh, emojis. You've seen, uh, different symbols during the, the F1 race that was there. Like you can broadcast things off the outside and the inside of it. You two's currently doing a, a residency there yep. and, and put on some. So I think it's a bit of a coup for the NHL to get in there and be the first sports league to do a major event. Uh, I don't know how they'll use all these screens on the ceiling. If you're inside on the outside shell, if you're well, passing crazy by, cachet though, right at the hundred percent. Now it's owned by James Dolan, who owns oh, yeah. the Rangers MSG, yeah. and apparently he didn't do shit to help them out. And maybe he doesn't have to. Okay. Right? That was, I was, you know what I was going to say when one of your own board of governors. Yeah. Owns it. He apparently said, yeah, full price fuckers, right? Like if you're using full the, price uh, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And so okay. All right. this is the last time we're going to do, though, an in-person draft. After this, it's going to look more like the NFL draft where you have like the commissioner and some of the top prospects in one place, but all the teams stay home and, and Zoom, FaceTime. Teams. Does it do... Does it do anything for you to have this at the at the sphere? I'm someone who just, I I almost always watch at least the first round, but I watch the first round without fail. Yeah, but Virtually I don't never any of the second. Right, but I don't care about the venue. Right, like when it was in Montreal, they sold I don't know ten eleven thousand seats and to boo. Yeah, <laughs> correctly apparently. Yeah. Um, do you care? Like, does this do anything? I get why the league wants to be the first ones to do it. There's some prestige there, but as a fan, does it do anything for you? Well, they're, they're loving their Vegas cachet, right? Yeah. Which is which is first first team to have a pro sports team in Vegas. Yep. First into the sphere. I uh, one of the ladies I work with, who's uh, she's a huge sports fan, but she's a huge concert fan. She was there for the opening night. Jesus of, Christ! Of you two in their residence. Yeah. Uh, she went to see the Vegas uh, Coyote and a Coyotes game on the on the Friday night. That's, Anyways, that's too bad. Uh, no, she said she had a fantastic time. She yeah. loved it. She said hey, Vegas doing a great job with their in-game. Uh, right. But uh, she said it was amazing. Now, she said there were several times where she felt a little, um, like, as as the screens are coming up and down, it gives you a bit of that vertigo kind of. In the sphere. In the sphere, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll be super interested to see. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah, I have no idea how that gets presented like, in here's your number three overalls highlights over the whole yeah. ceiling yeah well prince albert raiders action uh, shot in high def <laughs> i'm almost positive but high def doesn't do shit it's got to be shot in like 8k yeah for it to work on the ceiling yeah. I, I i i, I, I don't, get the prestige of being there i don't know if the nhl's well and maybe it's gonna it's the be NBA. the nba would kill it in kananaskis park maybe it's just like there's all <laughs> kinds of i don't sure. know like, whatever man yeah. maybe it's the hoover dam i don't know maybe they got all kinds of shit going on there i have no idea or it's cup winning highlights i guess like i i i, I they won't still have their first round pick <laughs> yeah no it's, it's absolutely true um it's, it's There's prestige. It, that's all it is. I think is this. It's it's this super cool thing that kids are gonna love. Yeah, kids are gonna grab and eat up. Whereas you and I are gonna be like, is so. Is that what this is? Like the All Star Game where you're kind of like, all right, good for you guys, but you and I don't care. And it's the last chance. It's the last chance. When does you, that bug you once, that we're decentralizing? Yeah, it does. I don't. Yeah. I want to. I, I kind of like. I think I said this on the pod a while back. Like the draft is the one thing I think the NHL does better than most other leagues. Yep. And now you're just passing it up and going like, "Yeah, we'll just give that away." And yeah. Because most and teams can't just else. bring four or six guys; they have to bring all their scouts. Sorry, and yeah. So forget so, it. Here's our Saskatchewan scouts. Yeah. With free thing. agency coming, keep your pro staff at home. Yeah. Leave this, yeah. and and if I need to consult you on a trade, man, Zoom. Teams, yeah. all those things we just talked about. Yeah. So yeah, it bothers me. I I like the I like the draft the way it, and the way it's always you been. and I are, are are old school, right? Maybe a little curmudgeonly. There's a lot of things that I kind of go, look, this isn't for me. I kind of get it. The draft, I I I I think they did it better. I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't change it to copy leagues that are doing it worse than you. I, so I can spend the next six draft budgets in venue. <laughs> I can spend it on this year and put it in the if if no. If Dolan's not going to get off his wallet and give us a break, no, then then you might as well make it as interesting as you can. 
Yeah. It's sort of the Lake Tahoe of outdoor games. That was super fun, though. Of course it was. Yeah. Do it on Lake Louise. Do it somewhere where you can do it outdoors. Where Great it- TV backgrounds. But as long as you need to sell tickets, it's tough, right? What was that one? It was mainly used for commercials. Remember on the top of a skyscraper in Toronto? Yeah, it was man, a Molson Canadian commercial. Yeah, play a game up there. No, you can't sell any tickets, but man, it's going to be great visually on TV, right? Like, See, I always like the one with the, way to go, son. <laughs> that was somewhere out in the middle of nowhere with your most That was you hanging out fridge. at the <laughs> fucking Leitrim Arena or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I did say that a lot. Yeah. I did. I did. I love my kids' minor hockey, 100%, man. 100%, man. Those were the days. Yeah. I think that's about it. That is about it. Yeah. I have no idea what's coming up this week on the podcast, man. But how is your beer though? How is that? You're liking that too? The fortified? The fortified? It's delightful. Okay. Enjoying it quite a bit. And so this, this, this last bow, yeah, it's, it's really a nice, yeah, a little chocolatey up front and I love the espresso finish. It's got yeah. a nice sort of coffee, like you kind of wish coffee would taste like. You yeah. You know how coffee smells, me, but no doesn't doubt. taste like, you yeah. know what I mean? You know me, man. That's all. Like, I love the smell of coffee. I don't think you've ever seen me drink one. I have never seen you. (laughs) I'm going for a coffee. Matt will be like, can you grab me a Pepsi and a muffin? (laughs) Yeah. That's me. Yeah. But coffee smells delicious. Like Years on the road. Yeah. All right. I'm going for a coffee and getting Matt a Pepsi. Pepsi? Not a Coke. Nope. It's got to be a Pepsi. Nope. Staunch Pepsi guy. 100%. I think that will... Jabala! Fuck! Whatever that was. Shouting incoherence. <laughs> I think that's where we'll wrap this up, man. Uh, right. Perfect. We're on social media, talk and audio. Make sure you're following along there. Uh, and if you're taking part in the uh, in the calendar, and I know many of you are, we're we're getting your your message. Let us know what you think. How uh, how you're liking the the dispersion, right? How these are being spread out. Dispersion. Is that not? Yeah, no. That's how weird. well it's dispersed. How I, well I it's spread really out. took my time to make sure I did not stumble. <laughs> I thought about this for three hours pre-show. <laughs> how am I finishing this? Dispersion. <laughs> Good job, Matt. We'd love, Way to go, son. We'd love to. <laughs> yeah, here we are at the Litra Marina. For sure. Whatever. Way more glass pounding at the Litra <laughs> Marina. I'm just telling you right now. Rob's big beefy yeah, for mitts sure. bang, slapping bang, up bang. on the... Until I coached and then they didn't like they that. They frowned upon yeah. it. One of many things that Rob does that's frowned upon. Uh, we'll wrap this one up here. Make sure you're following along on social media at Talk and Audio. Let us know on any of these social media feeds what you're thinking of the calendar and uh, there'll be something later in the week. You'll be as surprised as I am. We'll, we'll work it all Stick out. Stick around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For Rob, my name's Matt. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. See ya. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun But now the time has come to go If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow I'd be in heaven still doing this show See you some other time! <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.